This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, of course, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? Hey, guys. Can't believe another week has passed. I know. It just goes by fast, doesn't it? Summer just flies by, man. Boom, boom, boom. You know what? If I was back in high school, I'd be, like, freaking right now, thinking, oh, no. That means the July 24th holiday pretty much means I'm back in school pretty pretty soon. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be liking it much. Well, Bowler, let's get your take on uh, the finals. Game six tonight. Do you think it all ends? Do the Bucks Bucks win it all tonight? Well— you look, everything points that direction, but as we all know, nothing nothing's a guarantee, Gordon, in this well, in this league of ours. I already guaranteed right? it, Bowler. Yeah, uh, I know, I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> I know you did, buddy. I know you did. Look, the beauty the beauty of this league is that no lead is safe. And I, I, I won't believe anything until uh, you know, the the horn sounds and it's over and I watch one of the two teams exit stage left and they don't shake hands or they do. I don't know, but you know what? It only, and I always say that because look, the jazz had a 25 point lead against the Clippers. And we saw that just evaporate. That's how quick it can change with the three. And look, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton, talented. Um, and I would say they will fight. I'd be stunned if they don't, if they're on in the mid range, along with the three balls, the combinations there, you know they'll they'll fight, but uh, I tell you what, it's hard to and it's hard to beat a team not only three but four straight times after going down two zero. But it can we we notice it can be done as well. So um, I, I'm betting on the Bucks at home. Fear the deer. If they do lose this, it will be a long way to Phoenix and a tough. I, I don't know if you can beat the Suns twice on their home floor. Look, what they did in Phoenix uh, was. I mean, impressive. I gotta admit that was one fun game to watch. The steal um, by Holiday, and then the lob pass up to Giannis to really seal the deal. Um, what I thought was going to be a, a real dominant series by the Phoenix Suns again, we're taught that it, it didn't. It hasn't worked out that way. Um, you know, Giannis's hyperextension, I thought, would pretty much put them to bed. You know, Jake, I really did. I mean, it's been a it's been a season, a postseason of injury, but give him credit for fighting back through, and uh, he's played really well the last couple. You know, I bowler is takes that stance. He comes by it honestly because he comes from the show me state. Right, <laughs> show bowler? me, show me. What's the yeah. what's the origin of that? By the way, do you know? You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with if somebody listening knows, and I should know it, but show me. I don't know if that's something to do with the old days down to mighty Mississippi. I don't know. I'm shame. I will have to look this up as soon as we're we're done talking because you got me. Yeah. Just all I know as a kid was okay. Show me. That was. <laughs> it was like a, a challenge every time I turned around. My granddad would say, "Hey, show me that. Show me." I guess that means show me if you can do it or go show me that you do it. I, I don't know. Jay, can, you, uh, Austin, can Austin, you Google Austin, that real quick? I, he, he just knows because he's Mr. Know-it-all. He said that, I can't uh, believe you guys don't know this. Yeah, and Jake, I know, is waiting with bating breath to hear this. Very excited, yeah. Uh, of course, the uh, former United States House of Representatives, U.S. Congressman Willard uh, Duncan Vanderveer, who served there known. from 1897 to 1903, he once said, I come from a state that raises corn and cotton. 
cockleburs and Democrats, and frothly eloquence neither, neither convinces nor satisfies me. I'm from Missouri, and you've got to show me. See, <laughs> you know, Bowler, that Beautiful. sounded that sounded so, almost Missouri, like he was reading that, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was. I felt like he was uh, the man himself. Now, remember yeah. the other the other logo or slogan that came out of Missouri was the president Harry S. Truman because the buck stops here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Independence, yeah. Missouri. And I went to his funeral, by the way, when I was a kid. Yeah, that was a big really? deal. Yeah, well, I did. That why, was a really why, big deal. Why? Did you know him? Uh <laughs> Yeah, we bellied up, had a few back in the day. Um no, no, <laughs> you know what? My dad said you must go and witness history. And I did. So, Bowler, uh, what has surprised you the most in this finals? Uh, is there anything that stands out to you? That I mean, I know you said that you thought the Suns would win, and I did as well. But uh, any, anything in particular that uh, was, was surprising? Uh, good question. Um, it's hard to be dominant for four straight, and I was so impressed with what Phoenix did in the first two games at home, I think the mid-range game, I, I think we spoke about it last week, impressed me the most, just what the Clippers did. They just pulled the trigger on 15-footers, and they were just unstoppable, Booker and, and Chris Paul. They mixed it up well with some threes, and they had inside play from DeAndre Ayton. But I give the Bucks a lot of credit. I think they've become a much more physical team defensively. Giannis has uh, pulled himself away from the injury and the doubt to be a dominant player. Holiday, um, I mean, P.J., not scoring a lot, but still being a defender, and then Pat Connington coming off the bench. you got to have bench play and critical buckets and critical moments. And to me, the Bucks have done that. Um, I thought Jake Crowder maybe would play a little bit more of an impact. I mean, he's that enforcer. Jazz fans remember Jay, obviously. Um, and he, he's played some D, but his offense hasn't really, you know, been that consistent, which is pretty much that's who Jay is. But still, uh, uh, he's fit very well in Phoenix. But I've just been impressed with the way Milwaukee um, were, was not shocked out of this series. Uh, you can be mentally dead in the water after uh, after dropping two on the road. But uh, to their credit and to Coach uh, Budenholzer, it was under some fire, you know. I mean, some pressure. I mean, look, Giannis is kind of like Donovan. You know, you, you pick him, you grow him, and it's time. And if this one got away from him, I think there have been a lot of concerns about what direction Milwaukee is going. But uh, I got to admit, uh, I've been impressed with the way they've rallied mentally. And I really believe, as we always say, you know, what's the percentage, Jake, of, of sport, really? I mean, isn't it 90% mental? <laughs> and, you know. I mean, these guys are all great athletes, but I've just been impressed with the way they've bounced back, and they've had the attitude to say, "No, no, it's going to be our, it's it's our turn, not yours." And if they do win tonight, uh, Chris Paul will walk away uh, probably the most disappointed player in the NBA in a long time because the clock is ticking, and this would have been his best opportunity to put a ring on that finger. So, Bowler, I asked uh, I asked Gordon this question the other day, and I'll I'll ask you in in an NBA world where there's so much. Um, drama queen stuff going on you know a lot of <laughs> yeah. rolling around on the ground and a lot of belly can do officials and a lot of uh, just you know, a lot of drama is it okay for because i i feel myself feeling this way that is it okay to root for the tough guy the stoic guy Giannis, who has every excuse to roll around or talk about how his knee hurts or or do anything but uh, what what he does which is just go out there and get his job done and and uh, you heard his uh, I'm sure you heard his comment about living in the moment the other day I'd like I, he's easy to root for for me because he kind of he's kind of old school throwback in that way you know what I mean no I totally know what you mean uh, Jerry Sloan would love this guy right uh, I think a lot of coaches would because we're in a I don't know a cycle Jake of where we see players you know look like they've been shot from the grassy knoll I'm not trying to admit it. that's probably not a, a, a really good thing to say, but they just they just fall. It's like where what happened? And then the replays are embarrassing. I've been involved in so many replays where you go, oh, uh, yeah, there was no contact. But, you know, we, fans know what we're talking about. They've seen it uh, and they've seen probably enough of it, to be totally honest, is my point is that. 
you know, being raked across the face looks like, you know, you've lost an ear and an arm and, and you know, your eyebrow and half your nose. And, and, and basically you barely got grazed. But you know what? It, it, until the league makes a, 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 a concerted effort and the officials don't buy this stuff, it's going to continue. And the free throws, I think you see, have, in my opinion, there's too many during the course of a night. It slows the game down. The fans don't, you know, they may get a kick out of a few, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on Giannis. But you know what? When you're when you're getting games where I've been a part of, where you've gotten a total of seventy free throws in a in a, in a ball game, something's not going right. Um, so I don't know what the what the cure is, Jake. But I'm not a fan to to make it you know plain and simple. Play on. I, I that used to be. Uh, kind of a calling card for the NBA in the day, in the 80s, with Magic and Bird. Uh, it was just, you know, you, you played rough, no, you know, bump, no harm, no foul. And in reality, I'm all for that because you you really have not impeded the progress. You may have bumped him on the hip, sure, but he's still going to the rack and he scores, but they want the end one. Or if they don't make the bucket, then, of course, they want the foul and, and the two shots. Um, I don't know. That's really going to be up to the fans – like that, or if they're going to voice their opinion. But I think the league has to listen. Uh, and the officials sometimes, in my opinion, are in competition a little bit with themselves. And you cannot, Jake and Gordon, have a personal vendetta against a player. I mean, what's the headline today? Scott Foster tonight, game six, the biggest nemesis of Chris Paul's career will officiate game six. So all that does is set up drama and uh, a situation that, Neither one of them can win. And that ought to be nipped in the butt, in my opinion, by the league. Buller, uh, what's the likelihood, in your opinion, that the Jazz make a uh, substantial move during this offseason? Well, you've written about it. Um, you know, this is intriguing to me. As I said, I, I don't know what Ryan Smith's ownership group will do. Uh, this is the first taste of it. Um, I'm going to guess that there will be moves, and I think they will be important ones to facilitate Donovan Mitchell uh, and the quest that Ryan talked about the day he took the basketball from Gail Miller uh, and said, you know, it's your team. And he said he wanted to win now, not later. And I say that, Jake and Gordon, because, again, I think the biggest issue here is still the fear that Donovan will leave. So how do you keep a superstar you've homegrown, by the way, and that is to surround him by the players that he needs to, to be a title contender? I just saw out of Las Vegas, if you're one of those betters, next year's predictions are already out, and, and the Jazz are in the upper echelon, but it's 16-1 to 1 odds to win a title. Behind the typical the typical teams of the Lakers and the Nets. And yes, even the Clippers, and that's an oddity to me, knowing that Kawhi may jump and go. In fact, there's rumors that he will declare he will opt out, even with a torn ACL. Uh, and, you know, the Phoenix Suns are right back in it. Uh, I'm not sure if Chris Paul can make it through 82 at his age, but we'll wait and see. But, yeah, I'm just saying that I think that's the biggest issue that the Jazz have got to face is, to prove to Donovan that they will move forward. And in doing so, you may have to move some fan favorites and some, you know, very good pieces to try to get better. It's always a gamble. You always roll the dice. But I think Ryan Smith is a now guy. You know, he didn't get to where he is by just kind of saying, ah, let's see what happens. I mean, I think a lot of the core pieces will be there, but they may have to make some decisions that – some fans won't like, but ones that are hopefully going to make this team better because we see what the Clippers are and the way that they were going small ball. They were all six, eight, six, nine guys who can defend the perimeter, knock down threes, hit mid-range Jays, get to the rim when they need to, hustle back on D. And at times, the Jazz gets stuck in a rut if the three ball is not going. So it'll be interesting to see. That's just you know my observation, but I'm excited to see how aggressive Ryan will be, what Dwayne Wade's input will be in some of the decisions, if any. And also with Mike Conley, he, he's the first domino. Don't you guys agree? I mean, they have to, yeah. to know if Mike has interest in staying 
for what length of time, for what price, or is there, is there another team he feels like he has a better chance of making money for one and also attaining a championship in his uh, latter years of his career? I could also see Bowler maybe a bold draft day move. I mean, I don't yeah. know if they really are going to benefit from making the 30th pick in the draft, so maybe they I agree. they make a, a move draft night, and that sets them up to re-sign Conley. But I, I guess my, yeah. my question, and maybe you answered this a little bit, but is there anybody untouchable on the roster? Donovan. Donovan. To me. I mean, that sounds crazy, right? I don't, I don't know if there's a way people will say Rudy as well. But if there's a change of philosophy with also a new man at the helm, Justin Zanuck was the right hand with Dennis Lindsay. Dennis now is just a consultant. Z, Justin Zanuck, is going to be working hand-in-hand with the ownership group. And, you know, Jake, the big question is if you go after the next, you know, the, another impact player, is he prepared to keep both these superstars, obviously, and with the, the – the pay scale as it is and add another piece and also include Mike in that equation. Um, that's, that's really intriguing to me because we've never been there. You know, Kevin O'Connor and Dennis and even Scotty Layden back in the day, we could almost predict that guys, right. I mean, that the jazz were going to be cautious and, and Dennis always said, look, I'm going to take care of, of the Miller's money and make the right decision. Well, you know, if Ryan says do it, then Justin Zanuck most likely will say, okay, we'll make the best basketball decision for this franchise because it's your money. And if you want to attain that level, then that's, you know, this is what it's going to take. So I think there's a changing of philosophy. I may be, I may be wrong, but my observation is it's a more aggressive ownership group. And they also understand the need of now. And you know what, Jake, if you bring up, you know, just the Western Conference standings and really break it down. Phoenix has made an incredible run this year, and I'm not sure they can duplicate it, okay? Only because of Chris Paul's age. He's gotten through the postseason with no injuries, except he was out for COVID um, safety precaution, safety protocol. Um, then, of course, the ACL injury to Kawhi Leonard, is, I think, changes a lot of things up. And the age of LeBron, not taking away the greatness, but look, sooner or later, right? And then you have Jamal Murray, who still is on an ACL reconstruct, repair, and rehab in Denver, and it falls right back to the Jazz again. And what are they going to do in Portland? I mean, I think those are all pieces of this discussion and the analytics of it or just breaking down the West. What kind of chance do you truly have to be back where you were winning, but also not only winning pre in the regular season, but winning and going to the highest of levels in the postseason and taking advantage of some of the you know mishaps that are happening in other franchises and going ahead and making some bold moves. So I think that comes into play in this talk, too. Well, Bowler, thank you as always for dropping by and uh, enjoy the game tonight, man. Yeah, hour and a half out. So, Gordon, you're going to have to say something. Uh, you guarantee it, and if they don't, then you're going to be on audio and yes. have to say that. Lisa's pet uh, name for me is Bowler. Gotcha. Something like that, Bowler. Funny yeah. every, like that. every single time. And that wasn't even... Hey Jake, I that, think that, that needs was, to be that, refreshed a bit, don't you, yeah, Jake? I do. That wasn't even Jake, his diabolical mind. It wasn't Austin. That came from a, a listener. A brilliant listener. I thought that came right from... Hey, that's Gordo, not I, a, a, a criminating audio, yeah, is it? That, that came from Lisa. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Lisa's you know, pet uh, name for me is Bowler. Austin, are you going to turn off uh, Gordon's mic real quick? I'll just talk All to you right. two. Um, you guys have something planned. I mean, like you know, you can really set him up good. Oh yeah, we got we got some stuff. I've in got the bag. pages. Yeah, right. We're we're good, Bowler. I'm a young you man yet. I, I plan on doing this for years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sure. Like I'm acting like Gordon didn't hear that. That's hell. I mean, what the hell? I mean, he didn't have his mic on. But funny. Okay, Gordo. Word. Pressure's on. I'm going to keep thinking about you. If they get down 12, don't panic. But I'll be I'll be concerned for you. <laughs> I think you should be. Thank you, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. Take care. See you, buddy. Uh, our good friend Craig Bowler Jack. Love it that he heard that earlier today. That was great. You guys are so freaking mean. How are we mean?
Because you're you're cooking something up, really, that's going to hurt me. It will. It's true. Uh, we're going to talk to Jeremiah Jensen coming up right around the corner live from Tokyo. But joining us now in studio, our good friend Mike from Any Hour Services. Now, Mike, yeah. I've got a question for you. And this mm-hmm. one this one's important because I think this affects a lot of relationships. It does. All right. Is there an op, a, a perfect temperature to keep the thermostat at? Uh, I think that there is a perfect temperature to keep the thermostat at. You like it cold or hot? I like it cold, <laughs> but but here's the thing. I, I guess that optimal temperature that you set the thermostat to, it, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, comfort, uh, if you're trying to accomplish comfort, if you're trying to save money, or you're trying to save the marriage. And so, <laughs> you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, if you're, I think a lot of times when people uh ask that question, you know, where do I need to set the thermostat? I think they do have in mind, I'm trying to save money. And so here's what I'll tell people. Pick a temperature that you are normally comfortable at. And then uh, in the in the case of air conditioning, bump it up a couple of degrees and see if it makes a big difference. Uh, you may still be comfortable. And on the days when it's like, you know, high 90s, 100 degrees outside, maybe bump it up even more because if you normally have your thermostat set at 70, but it's 100 degrees outside, 75 still going to feel really nice when you walk in from 100 degrees. So what about efficiency when, when it comes to that? If, what about it? If I set the thermostat higher, is it going to be more efficient? Um, well, here's the thing. You will save more money because you're running it less if right. you set the thermostat up. But it's not going to necessarily make the system more efficient because if you have a 16 sear air conditioner, it the most efficient it can be is 16 sear. Now, with that being said, the older it is, uh, the less efficient it probably is running from that ideal that it was set at because with all the dust, the vibration, the wear and tear that's on it, it doesn't work as good as the day that it was brand new. Um, but one of the benefits of uh, you know, these annual maintenances that we talk about doing is that what we're doing when we go out there, we are looking at what the manufacturer says, here's what ideal is, here's how the thing should be operating. And we're taking measurements and and grading everything based off of what it should be. And so when we leave you with the written report, you know the condition of your system. And so our objective is to try and get it back to as close to new as possible. And you you answered that question wrong, Mike. Which question wrong? About what the temperature should be. Okay. So you the, let the us know. The answer to that question is whatever your wife wants it to be. Well, that's why, that's why I say it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to save that marriage, yes, go for whatever the, the wife uh, well, wants. How's it work at your house? Look, Gordon, <laughs> let, let, me, let me just tell you. You heard what I said about my chair earlier. Yeah. That's my spot. You're the king of your castle, are you? No, it's whatever she wants it to be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, you mentioned the tune-up, so that's, that plays right into today's yeah. deal, because not only can you get a great deal in the tune-up, but the, the no-breakdown guarantee sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know, simply put, that no-breakdown guarantee, it just we believe so much in your need to like perform this maintenance and how good of a service it is. We're guaranteeing you that the system isn't going to break down, and if it does break down, we're going to come back out to your house and diagnose and figure out why it's stopped working for free and we're going to give you back the money that you put in it for the tune-up so whether that's $99 if you paid regular price or if you took advantage of the deal tonight and you're only paying $29 if the thing breaks down call us up and be like hey what happened to the no breakdown guarantee we get a service technician out there for free and we give you the $29 back if you if you opt for the $29 one can you get the 99 no it's the and, and now, Gordon, I'm going to go and make sure there's a note on your account. Watch out for this guy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Here He's going to call and say it was broken down. No. Just, you're going to go take the batteries out of the thermostat. You're going to unplug something be like, uh, no. I need my $29 back. No, no, I got a new windshield I got to get. I, I like it when no, no, listen, yeah, exactly. I like it when people back up their work. You know, it's a rare thing in this in this day and age. You know, that was a, was that your idea? Uh, it actually was a cumulative effect. Oh. Like I, I went and I said, hey, how do we – because from a customer relationship interaction standpoint, you're always trying to remove as much friction as possible, and you're trying to remove as much risk on their side. Yeah. Because when you think about it, we know all of the concerns that people have. Like, oh, it's a cheap – 
price, so it's probably going to be a cheap tune-up. Or, oh, it's a cheap tune-up, so you're just coming out here trying to figure out ways to drum up more work. When that's For us, it's chess, not checkers. Now, I can't say that every service company out there has the same philosophy that we do. Actually, I know that they don't, but like we very intentionally train our technicians. For instance, if a tune-up technician comes out there and they go through the system and they show you the condition of it and you happen to tell them, like, well, what would it be to like get a new system? Guess what? They can't give you prices because we don't want them selling systems. Mm-hmm. They're going to call a supervisor. They're going to set it up, and, and we'll schedule a time for somebody that can come out there and mm-hmm. actually do a deep dive, make sure the system is sized right, and actually show you what options would be to replace it. But that's not our objective. Yeah. Our objective is to like maintain it, give you a good five-star service so that if five years down the line you have a repair need or you do want to replace it, Hopefully you'll think of us. Chestnut checkers. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. All right, so that deal, incredible. Uh, call any of our services right now. you got to get on the books tonight before 7. You'll get that to save 70 bucks on the air conditioner tune-up with the no-breakdown guarantee. That's a $99 value, only 29 bucks. But you got to call tonight, 801-443-7400, 801-443-7400, or simply go online, anyhourservices.com. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Jeremiah Jensen joins us from Tokyo next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider, former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in the direction they're already going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stand those guys. (laughs) You're just like the adversary. Beelzebub in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer? Yeah, doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK. It actually actually doesn't change the show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell you? (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, uh, your locally owned roof repair experts. For a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Of course, you see him on uh, KSL 5. He is in Tokyo covering the Olympics. Uh, we say good morning to our friend Jeremiah Jensen. Hello, JJ. Good morning. Hello from Tokyo. It is 8.35 a.m. here in Tokyo. Well, Did you have a good night's rest? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure what that is since I got here. So uh, um, I'm awake right now, so I'll, I, I guess I'll say that. Well, Jeremiah, take us, take us through your journey a little bit, because this is not uh, obviously your normal Olympics that you're covering, and uh, I know you're excited to be there, but uh, you got to jump through some hoops too, right? Yeah, you really do. I'm getting through a lot of the tough part here. Um, so for those that don't know, in order for us to even get here, I had to take a COVID test 96 hours before I departed, 72 hours before I departed, um, send those results in and get a bunch of paperwork that I had to provide at the airport just to get on the plane. And then once we got on the plane and landed in Tokyo, we had to take another test and have all those paperwork approved, go through customs, immigration. It took two and a half hours from the time we landed until we were able to get to our baggage, which is a lot better than the uh, media that flew in at the other airport where it took six and a half hours. So for a lot of us that have traveled here to cover the Olympics, it's been quite a process. And then once we got here, um, we've been in a a three-day, I guess you call it a quarantine, where we have to take a test every day. We're finally through that. And now we continue our 14-day soft quarantine as we get closer to the beginning of the Olympics. Do you speak uh, a lick of Japanese? 
all I say around here is arigato. So, uh, and that's thank you. And that's about all I got. So um, that, that has been uh, a culture shock. Um, there are, fortunately, there are some, um, those Japanese that are here that we've been able to see so far that do speak English. But uh, yeah, my, uh, I, I did not prepare well enough uh, before I got here. Um, so my, my Japanese is very limited. So let, let me ask you this, and I, I don't ask it uh, in any kind of joking manner. I keep reading stories about people really concerned about these Olympics. Based on what you've seen and what you hear, is there any chance that these games could be canceled? Yes. Uh, I, I, you probably saw the news today that the uh, 2020 Tokyo CEO came out and said that that is still something that they are considering and discussing. Now, if the CEO of, the, of, of, of Tokyo 2020 um, comes out, you, you would expect him to say, oh, no, everything's cool, everything's fine. Well, when he's willing to go out publicly and say that, that gives that, that, that's something you have to take seriously. And it shows you just how fragile these games are, that if we continue to have um, spiking um, numbers, which, which they currently have, I think there's up to 1,600 cases uh, in the last 24 hours that uh, um, here in Tokyo, which is a lot more than they've had, and obviously we've had a number of about 50 or 60 people involved in the Olympics that have tested positive. So those are things to be concerned about. And, yeah, it's very fragile. At any moment, we could lose this game, even though we're very close to opening ceremonies now. Um, I will say this, though, that the, they expected – positive test this is not a surprise it's part of the process that's why they have all this testing that's why the the testing that i told you guys about that i went through to get here that's why they do that so they can find those positive cases that have come in here it's athletes um staff media whatever that they can find them isolate them to prevent uh any further spread and 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 which would obviously sabotage this olympic game so the process is working they are finding those that are positive and, and hopefully that'll help uh, curb things a little bit, and you won't hear any more positive tests moving forward. But yeah, I- anything could take this Olympics down. It's not, it's not a sure thing, even where we're, what almost forty-eight hours away from opening ceremonies. So with no fans and all that, Jeremiah, maybe this is a question uh, that you don't know the answer to just yet. But what can we expect from the NBC broadcast? Or, or is it? Are there going to be you know fake crowd noise? Or you know are the broadcasters going to be on site? I mean, is there how many special circumstances are going into the actual broadcast we're going to get to see? I think you're going to see exactly what we saw in the NBA bubble, and I think that's the example that's been set and and we can look at in in that venue where there were no fans. Was there? crowd noise pumped in absolutely did the broadcast try their best to make it feel as normal as possible yes i think those of you that are watching at home aren't going to notice much of a difference as far as you know your broadcast experience you're going to be locked in and watching these athletes compete um i think it's going to have an impact on the athletes here in person and a lot of them have said that that not getting a chance to compete here in tokyo in front of their family number one and then in front of fans, number two, is a big disappointment. It's going to be difficult for them. But I don't think your experience at home in the United States watching the Olympics is going to be that much different. I think you're still going to see great Olympic competition. But um, that's the best description I can give you guys is what we experienced watching the NBA playoffs in the bubble in Orlando last year is going to be exactly how you experience the Olympics uh, in, 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 uh, in this run in 2021. So Jeremiah, what's the what's the uh, what's the word on the street there? What are people expecting out of these Olympics? Is there any hot topic going on? I think just right now it's just been COVID. I think the testing and everything. Um, I think a lot of people are keeping their fingers crossed uh, that everything can go well. I really do think you know there, there's a lot of things to be excited about and look forward to once the competition begins. But especially with with what was sta- said earlier today by the CEO of Tokyo 2020, that there's, there's real concern. And so just getting through this period right now where everybody gets here, people get tested and all that stuff is worked through. That's what everyone's focused on and talking about right now. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is the impact that COVID is having on this games, how different this games is going to be. And, and right now we're experiencing that as a member of the media, this is my first uh, time covering the Olympics, but I've covered a lot of big events, you know, Super Bowls, NCAA tournaments, NBA playoffs, and I've never experienced anything like this. This is much different, and, and things are very different here. So 
Um, that's been the focus right now. Once we get into the games, though, I think there's going to be a lot of incredible stories. We're all going to want to watch Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, um, how the basketball tournament works out, and among another, um, a lot of other things that will be exciting. So, But right now the focus is really on COVID. You eating anything interesting yet? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can't wait till our 14-day quarantine is up. I'm willing to go try anything. Um, I, I think what really threw me for a loop, and I had no idea – that they did this in Japan is, is they actually offer pizzas that have mayonnaise on them. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I was not prepared for that. And obviously, you know, there's things I don't, I don't hate mayonnaise. I like, I mean, fry sauce is, is outstanding. There's mayonnaise in that. I don't mind mayonnaise on a burger, but um, mayonnaise on a pizza really threw me for a loop. So I think that's the number one thing. Um, but you know, there's other things like you're not often offered seaweed. Um, as part of your your, your uh, uh, food options, and so that's pretty prevalent here. But so far, that's it. But I hopefully later on down the line, I have something much more exotic to report to you guys. But right now, mayonnaise on a pizza has been the most stunning and shocking experience for me. So, Jeremiah and Jake, why does Jeremiah sound like he's I mean, when he's in Sugar House, he sounds like he's talking to us from Mars. And when he's in Tokyo, he sounds like he's in the room next door. I know. Door. The, the phone connection is remarkably good. Wow. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And I, I guess, I don't know, uh, you know, salute to Tokyo and the uh, T-Mobile Towers here, I guess. I don't know, guys. <laughs> well, uh, Jeremiah, how, what's, uh, are you doing uh, hits on every show on, on Channel 5? i got to imagine they're keeping you busy while you're out there. Yeah, we, we, we had an early start yesterday when the news broke uh, about Kara Eaker, or Kara Aker, sorry, the uh, future Utah gymnast who was one, the one that tested positive for COVID, a gymnast alternate on the gymnastics team. So we got an early start. We were on at 6 and 10 yesterday, and um, our next appearance will be in the morning show uh, tomorrow. Um, and then after that, man, it's full bore. We're going to get excited and get get on air before the uh, opening ceremonies uh, early, early Friday morning in Utah. And then from there on, it's, you know, it's full go. I can't wait for the uh, the basketball gets underway Sunday. So, and I believe uh, Rudy Gobert and France take on Team USA and Damian Lillard. So right out of the gate, we've got some fun stuff to look forward to. So, yeah, we'll be on uh, around the clock. Whenever the Olympics are not on, we'll have KSL News and we'll be there giving you uh, whatever can from here in Tokyo. So cool. Well, we'll be watching. And, and we don't want to hear about you eating pizza. We want to hear about you eating like octopus or something like that. Gordon, I will work on that. I promise by the time this is over, I'll find something more exotic. Okay. Promise. Okay. Thanks, Jeremiah. You're the best. And thank I'll you do for better than mayo on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking in, dude. We, we really appreciate it. You got it. We'll see you guys. See you, Jeremiah. Our friend Jeremiah Jensen covering uh, the Olympics, and we're going to try and and uh, talk to Jeremiah a bunch, and yeah. and uh, you know what a unique experience, and it'll be fun to kind of experience it through his lens, and of course watch him on uh, on Channel Five. Well, there's always stories that happen in these Olympics, you know. There's always something going on, and obviously the COVID thing is big, but uh, I'm talking about actual athletic feats that are achieved. So it'll be good to have them there. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Uh, Stay tuned. We want to remind you about the top 60 and 60 going on right now on the Zone Sports Network. Listen, every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty announced another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin Horton, the producer of The Big Show, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to have your name appear ever, yet we put names on it all the time. Austin, who's going on the list today? The Poland Swimming Federation. What'd they do? Poland sent 23 athletes to the Tokyo Summer Olympics to represent their country in swimming events. 23. Problem is, you're only allowed 16. So, uh, excuse me, 17. So six athletes have been sent home to Poland 
Wait, just had to turn around and go yep. home? Yep. Did they even get off the plane? Yeah, they've been there quarantining, ready for the games to start they Monday. They said, wait, never mind, guys. How could, they, a- how could they get something like that wrong? So the uh, president of the PZP, Pavel Slaminski, has apologized and said he understood the anger of those who have returned home. Quote, I express great regret, sadness, and bitterness. Such a situation should not take place, and the reaction of the swimmers is justified. He said the error was due to the desire to allow as many players and coaches as possible to take part in the games. That's all fine and dandy there, uh, Slominski. But there's rules. You can't send 23 when you're only allowed 17, including... A th- uh, double uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Wow. That's one of the ones that got sent home? Yep. Out. Seems well, like a stupid mistake to make. Yeah. You know? like, At least they simple get to counting say, error. Do they get to say that they were part of the Olympic team? No. Nope. Because they're not part of the Olympic They simply well, went they to Tokyo. They went there. <laughs> saw a couple of hotel rooms for a month and back to Poland with them. So were the they, Poland uh, Swimming Federation goes on the list. They were really over there for a month. At least. Some of them were there two months. Yeah. That seems like a long time to realize said egregious mistake, right? Like, oh, man, we know you've been over here a month. but uh, yeah. yeah. One of the six, Alicia Torch, said, uh, imagine dedicating five years of your life and striving for another start at the most important sporting event, giving up your private life, your work, sacrificing your family, your dedication, and it results in a total flop. Wow. Well. She didn't qualify. She did. But she didn't. She didn't. According to what Poland told her, she was an Olympian. Yeah, but she really wasn't. But the IOC said, uh, this ended at 17 and you're number 22. (laughs) That's rough. They overshot it by a ways, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'd think that they would know the rules. You would think so, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Mike is jumping on with us. uh, Speaking of a man who knows the rules. From any hour services. Are you an Olympics guy? Uh, I've never been. But do I mean, you, I know this physique it? makes it look like I probably have you been. You could be to like a shot putter or something. <laughs> oh, that's not- <laughs> what he's got to uh, find uh, upper body strength. <laughs> Are you going to take that from him, Mike? I am because it's true. <laughs> what do you do? The hammer how throw? Is, how is that an insult? Because. Uh, Austin, There's they, sumo wrestling at the Summer Olympics. You call Austin fat every single day. I, I do not. I feel like I haven't called you him. Do. I haven't called him fat for over a year. And I feel like Mike could probably. What calendar you know, are you using? Shot put uh, quite well. How was that an insult? I don't know. It just sounded like. Uh, I mean, well, I'd go why, weightlifting. Why not, why not like uh, you know figure skating? Oh yeah. <laughs> or or uh, men's like gymnastics. Water polo. Water polo. I don't swim that well. I would drown. That would, you know. What about dressage? <laughs> I heard you understand. and Ann Romney. I don't. It just seems so random to think like, oh, you call him a shot putter. Like, what? <laughs> well, I would have picked the javelin. It would have been better. No, it's just like a oh, shot putters you, everywhere. You offended. make a heck of a yeah, hammer what's wrong thrower. With us? <laughs> I don't know. These what are Olympic sounded. athletes we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, I, Jeez. I just saw it. I don't know. That just struck me wrong. There's F-350s and there's Miatas. And Apparently. Mike's an F-350. That's right. Uh, Mike, let's... <laughs> Mike, you can... You got free shot at both these guys. Look, I know I'm fat. You guys don't have to keep saying <laughs> it over and over again. That's not what we said. If anything, that's spelled. what Gordon said. I didn't say anything. <laughs> that's what Gordon What did implied. I say? I didn't say, oh, Mike, you'd be a good shot player. Yeah, we didn't go, oh, bird. <laughs> <laughs> that's not because that, that's why. Well, then why did Mike get it? He understood exactly what you meant by that. You look like a sprinter to me, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's let's. I was going to say like maybe a rhythmic gymnastic. Let's yeah, kind of guy. Let's dive into a problem. I could I could twirl the little uh, ribbon. Maybe <laughs> you could you could do that. The ball. I'd pay to see that yeah. man. <laughs> I'd let you pay me. I'd do it. I I would do that. Hey, hey. He, could, he could be talking about your your strength. You know your. Your heft, your muscle. <laughs> Look, okay, let me say, okay, now that we've established I'm fat. Like, when I was, like, growing up, <clears throat> my my mom would buy me uh, jeans, and she would never call me fat. She would have to say I was husky. <laughs> the husky section? It didn't make me feel better. No, probably mm-hmm. not. So you've always been like this? Whoa! Wow. No, 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 see, now that! No, I meant... <laughs> now, 
We're here Jeez. having a good time, and you go. Jeez, I just they just roll say, out the red carpet when the clients come to town. Yeah, don't they? right. Hey, exactly. we missed you over the last year, Mike. <laughs> we'll see you next year, I suppose. I, here, I say he could, you know, throw a, a, a shot put or something, and the, you just wait. What was the sport that Mike? Remember, he got all mad. Oh, pickleball. Pickleball. Yeah. yeah. If pickleball makes it to the Olympics, I definitely you're would not. You're pretty good. No. No, I, you're not? No. No, not your thing? If you remember the stories of what happened I when I was playing pickleball, you yeah, no, yeah. I would Mike, not I, be I think you're, you're a strong man. I'm husky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's talk about a problem that Gordon's having at his house, since it's uh, often all about Gordon. Uh, Wait, but, what? We were talking about stop it. We were talking about a hot, was a cheap show? hot and cold spots in the house. Yes, which honestly is something that Gordon brought up with you actually off the. For internet. instance, I have an office that's over the garage, mm-hmm. and the garage is not heated at the same level as the rest of the house. Sure, and uh, so and, and it's in the far reaches. So I I just wondered. If there's a way to balance that out. Sure. Uh, a lot of times, uneven temperatures in the house, it's actually really, really common. So common, I think that a lot of people might, th- that they've just kind of like, ah, that's just the way it's going to be, and that's what I've got to deal with. Uh, but it's it's not, it is normal, but it shouldn't be, because your system isn't shouldn't be designed to work that way. So here's a lot of people might think that uh, if you've got cold and hot spots around the house in the summertime that it's a refrigerant issue, but a lot of times it's usually an airflow issue, whether you need more air coming back to the system, so more return air, more air being supplied out, um, or uh, it could be a refrigerant issue, but more times than not, it's airflow. So what I recommend for people to do is go around the house, make sure you've got a clean filter and open all of the vents so that you're maximizing as much air as that system is going to be able to move. And then go to your thermostat. And if it if the fan is set to auto, try changing it to the on setting so that that internal fan is running all of the time. And what that's going to do, the only way you can cool the air in the house is get as much of the air from the house back across those coils that have refrigerant in it. So you want to try that. If that alleviates the unevenness and you like the way that feels, you're going to probably want to want to talk to a technician and say, hey, I, I noticed that this solved this particular problem and talk to them about putting in a more efficient motor. They make an ECM motor, an electronic module, um, electronic control that makes it more efficient. It ramps down when the outside condenser isn't running. And so it runs at a lower uh, revolution. Uh is that the word? Revolution? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sound right. Viva la revolution. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but anyway, so that that's something that could help. So is that is it and it's uh, generally safe to do that to have that fan going all the time. It's it's 100% safe, but what it's going to run the electricity a little bit more because you're running that motor uh, all the time. That's why I say if it does actually alleviate the issue, then talk to somebody about putting in a more efficient motor because they make ECM motors that can actually be retrofitted into any system and you don't have to replace the whole thing. You can put in a more efficient motor. Nice. And we're talking tune-ups tonight. Would this be a good reason to, to schedule one of them? Yeah, if, if you're experiencing this, uh, give us a call and schedule one of these tune-ups and let the person on the phone know, like, hey, one of the main reasons I'm calling in to schedule this tune-up is that I'm having this particular right. issue. And all of that information that we collect, the questions that we ask, and the information you tell us about your system is going to help us determine the right technician to send out to your home that has a little bit more experience uh, helping solve that particular issue. Normally, we charge $99 to come out and perform this service to Tonight, Zone listeners aren't going to have to pay 99 By calling tonight, you're going to be able to lock in a $70 savings, schedule it for whenever, and then when we come out there, it's only going to be $29, and that $29 includes our no-breakdown uh, guarantee. The, the catch is you just have to call tonight to get on the schedule. Get on that schedule, 801-443-7400. You heard Mike. Call any hour services right now. Save 70 bucks on that comprehensive air conditioner tune-up with their no-breakdown guarantee. $99 value, only $29. Bucks. But you got to call before 7, 801-443-7400, 801-443-7400, or simply go online, anyhourservices.com. Mike, you are the best. Thank you. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears. You mentioned Charlie Brewer. What kind of quarterback is the University of Utah getting? And uh, were Baylor fans surprised that he decided to transfer away? Well, they're getting a great guy, number one. I love Charlie Brewer. Hated to see him go, but I sure understood. I think he just needed a change of scenery, and I'm glad he landed there. It seemed like a really good spot for him. Charlie is going to give uh, Utah fans and everybody that watches them, he's going to give them everything he has. He plays really hard. He's very smart. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I wish he was still here with us, but for whatever reasons, you know, he's moved on, and I hope he does well for the youth this year. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Game six, Gordon, is about to get going in the NBA Finals, and you got a lot on the line tonight. I still, <laughs> yes, I, you I know, do. as much as I want to come up with some incriminating audio for you, if you're just joining us, Gordon guaranteed a Bucks victory tonight. And if the Suns win, then Gordon's going to record incriminating audio. And even the deliciousness of that, Gordon, I'm not rooting for the Suns tonight. I'm not doing it. Go <laughs> well, Bucks. See, I don't know. See, Austin, not they everyone still win thinks in game like seven. you. You know, it's so... Vindictive in your in your way. Oh, I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm vindictive. I, I just just not toward me. I, I'd rather see Chris Paul <laughs> lose than have Gordon Monson uh, record again incriminating. Audio. You know that's because there will be more incriminating audio down the road. That's a guarantee. Yeah, that's coming, and and probably Chris Paul major losses are coming too. But you know, I hope the Suns lose tonight. I then I'll say it again. Listen clearly. The Bucks will win. Tonight, I guarantee that outcome. Sorry, Milwaukee. If the Suns win, criminating audio tomorrow. So really, we win either way, Jake. True. It's going to be a good night tonight, Aust. Giannis is going to reign supreme. All right. He just jinxed him so hard. We'll see. I'm telling you guys. I mean, don't, don't listen to me enough to, you know, Lay down a heavy bet on it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, what? But but the Bucks are going to win. Okay. It's easy not to root for the Suns. Uh, they, too many whine, too many crying and whining moments uh, for this team. Just go play basketball and see what you can do, and quit worrying about uh, the referees. Now, the Scott Foster thing is kind of an interesting development, but. I, I really don't think that's going to uh, play much of a role. Oh, well, I'm rooting for Scott Foster tonight, that's for sure. Go get him. Get after that, Chris. You know, Paul. if you've ref how many how many games? 12? And and the Suns have in lost. In the playoffs. In, in, yeah. So I, wouldn't that make you more likely to, to not make sure that you didn't uh, make any careless calls against Chris Paul? No, why does he care? You don't think he's thinking about it at all. No, that's what, what Chris Paul's do? hoping. Yeah. That's his whole game, his whole career is to complain enough that the refs go, oh, well, let's lay off a little but bit. But the fact that he's never, you know, that he's ref so many games that Chris Paul loses, you know. I think he takes pride in that. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's, that's, a, that's a trophy yeah. he's holding over his head. Look, I mean, if if it really was an issue, they wouldn't have him refing tonight, right? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's up with that. But uh, I made the best team win. I mean, I, I think the Bucks are going to win. I've guaranteed it. But, uh, you know, if the Suns play better than the Bucks, then all right, good for you. Well, Gordon, enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I will see you tomorrow. Come uh, hell or high water. It's a big show. We don't have a whole lot of high water around here these days. No, nope, just hell. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.